and we I sit down and I'm looking at the screen and all I hear is and I'm like I still I'm 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 trying to know like should I like am I bugging right now? What's going on? And so nobody's saying nothing for like ten more minutes. Nobody's saying nothing. I'm looking at the girl. She's spinning the ball on the machine. She's hitting numbers. I'm like, what is she doing? Like, yo, nobody. I'm like, I'm like, finally, I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, is there a baby in there? And all of them looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> you don't hear the heartbeat. You hear the heartbeat. But if you have never heard it, you don't know what it is. I, yo, they got that shit on it. TV all the time. They do that shit on TV all the time. Did you ever think, because we were so off and on, off and on, that this baby? might not be my baby. Did that No. Happen? Good, good, I'm glad. No, because not, if you see now, Clark, she looks just like him. It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, as soon as they looked at me, I didn't have no doubt in my mind. And, and truthfully, I think that deep down inside, she ain't really want to do this. Not that she don't love her daughter, but I don't think that she really wanted to do this. Uh, what's up, all you smads? Those are single moms and dads. And yeah, we're going to start hashtagging that. This is David, co-host of Single Dad, Why You Mad? And we wanted to let you know that uh, there are references in this episode that sound old. So if you've listened to the past four episodes, starting with Gets Who's Coming to Dinner, you are going to hear some things that sound like they happened before that. And that is because we record episodes sometimes a month in advance. And this is one of the episodes that we recorded prior to airing Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and then 24 Hours to Unpack and then my response. Sex, lies, and videotapes. So that's why, no big deal, but we hope you enjoy it. Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad? So, pardon me, while I eat my breakfast. Were you going to late start going today? Um, I was up until 6 o'clock in the morning. I was, I was about to ask if there was a good reason here. Yeah. yeah. See? Look where your mind always goes, right? Listen. Oh, no, no. I'm going to start doing that with you now, right? So I called you twice last night, and I texted you when you didn't call or text back. I did text you back. back. You know what I said to myself? They probably in the hot tub. That's why you <laughs> I'll have you know, I was in bed at 9.30 last night. Okay. But let you tell it, right? No, that's facts. And and I I hit you as soon as I woke up this morning. I was like, oh shit, I missed a call from David. And and what did my text message say to you this morning? Dude, you can say whatever you want to say. (laughs) I I, I text messaged you and said, yo, hit me whenever you get up. And I also called you this morning. Don't be trying to put me on blast like I'm just ignoring you and shit. Okay. I got got an ex-wife for that. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of exes, so, um, and hold on, let me get a napkin, because I might not be able to get away and get back. Yeah, go for it. Because we have a guest coming on, so hold on. So, speaking of exes, right? Yes, sir. Uh, My phone rings yesterday, right? Yep. It's my son's mom, and she says, uh, how you doing? This is the way it always starts, right? (laughs) Go ahead. I said, I'm doing okay, how are you doing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I talked to Clark yesterday and I said, stop right there. I do not want to be involved in it at all. You mm-hmm. guys work it out however it is you see fit. And she says, well, he says that you do the editing. And I said, no, in this instance, I'm giving it to somebody else, right? You have an MP3 
file, right? Yep. Send the MP3 file to Ellen. Ellen is going to do the editing. Perfect. Um, I'm even going to send her single dad why you mad drop for the front and the back. And she knows how to format it to do the pre-roll. You know, we should be good. All she's going to do is send me back the file and I'll just upload or maybe I'll listen first and then upload. Yeah. But I don't want any part at all of the process. The process. Right? I didn't give you any say in the process. I'm only asking, and I hope you went deep. I hope you went deep. If you went soft, yo, I'm through with you if you went soft. Son, son. I'm going to put it out to you like this, right? Don't tell me me anything. I'm not telling you anything. Okay, don't spoil it. I'm I'm not going to spoil anything. All I know is at the end, she was like, "Um, damn, I went really deep on some of this shit. And she's like, I I really didn't intend to go this deep. I said, well, yo, we're just having a conversation. We're two people having a conversation. Just in what I do in dealing with people, I give people the bandwidth to ask their questions or to to speak their truth. So the raw footage is completely unbelievable. David, like that's like two hours of raw conversation. Two hours, I two hours, and you get into the how the fuck did you get here? Yeah. So this is the last thing I'll say about it, right? Um, and our guest has joined. He's, he's there, Vincent. You're there. Hang tight. Yeah. Um, we're just getting through, you know, um, some early stuff, right? So she says to me, well, I don't want you to be blindsided or embarrassed. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't listen. Do not do that. She said, well, Clark said you do the editing. I said, then talk to Clark about it, and you guys work it out together. So, so what, I, what I put out was this. Without spoiling, at the end of it, she goes, I didn't intend, intend to go so deep. And she was kind of stuck. And she was like, I don't know how I should do it or what I should do. And I said, listen, David traditionally does the edit. I said, so there's one of two things. I'll reach out to David, figure out what software he uses, and I'll figure it out, and I'll get it done. I said, we can always scrap this and go back to the well a second time, but we're going to lose the authentic reaction. I said, so take 24 hours, sleep on it, let me know what you want to do so ellen editing is, 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 is even better but but you still got to tell her what you want to keep in and what you want to get rid of what you want right, to of course all right but it was it was basically your ex was supposed to take 24 hours and then holler back at me let me know which direction she wanted to go well she took 24 hours and hollered back at me <sighs> and i want to stay out works for me so you guys will work that out you'll work with ellen to find out if it's one episode or two episodes yeah that's probably then, two and then you're gonna give me the chance to respond the same way i gave you the chance to respond absolutely because i know you're gonna have a lot to say after this year. Um, so the only thing I'm saying is, so she said, so I don't want our co-parenting relationship to suffer because of this. Mm-hmm. And in my head, while she was saying that, I'm saying, how can it get any worse? I'm not spoiling this shit. No, but that's not, that, that, yeah. yeah. Like, how can, how can it get worse? Like, those are famous last words before shit always gets worse. All right. It's pretty fucking bad. I'm like, I get it. It's pretty bad. All right. That's fair. Okay. So, uh, we have a guest today. So, uh, Ben, what do you want us to, how do you want us to refer to you before, uh, we get into it? Do you want us to say your full name? Uh, you want us to use your Instagram name? How do you want us to refer to you? Call me by my full name. That'll be fine. So, I'm going to use Vince. All right. All right. Okay. That's great. So, uh, Clark, you have never met Vince. Uh, Vince lives downstairs from me. We are in the same building. And a year ago, when we got started here, I used to see him with his daughter all the time. And I would say, are you a single dad? And he said, yes. And um, we connected. And he is a faithful listener. And last night, I hijacked Kim's podcast. And we ran over and we had to log back on. And we spent another 15 or 20 minutes on. And one of the things that Kim and uh, her followers asked for is us to have more male guests. Like we have a lot of female guests, but they wanted us to have more male guests. And I told them we got one coming. We're recording tomorrow. So 
Um, Vince is here. Vince has been wanting to come on for a little bit. I've been wanting to have Vince on for a little bit. But, you know, you know, we keep a bunch in the clip. Um, we got to get down, you know, uh, before, you know, we can keep loading them up. Otherwise, uh, we get lost in the sauce. But before we get to Vince, Clark, how was the week? What's going on? Anything special besides what we already talked about? Uh, the, the week has been quiet. The girls are with their moms. So what we've, what we've been doing from a parenting schedule is, as opposed to us doing the usual couple days on, couple days off, we've just been doing a, a full week. Um, so this past week, they've been with their mom. I've just been doing work shit and checking in with them. Typical dad gear. Oh, you don't love your father no more. You don't call your father laughing. And now they're back. So they're upstairs in the crib, running around and waiting for me to get on the ground. And, and feed them, but they gotta wait because we gotta guess. Okay, and um, for me, um, it's been a, a a good week. The office was closed on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and today. They gave us mm-hmm. extended weekend, so I was supposed to take Miles to a doctor's appointment on Wednesday morning. Um, but I just lost focus of it. His four year checkup, simply because uh, it was my first full real day off in months, at least. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really like taken a full day off where like I just didn't even check the work emails, respond to a work email or anything like that. You know, I lost track of time and I missed it, so I had to reschedule. That's it. It's It's been a mini vacation for me and I feel good. Dude, um, that's, that's what happens. Like, you think about it. Hell, yeah. before, I was up this morning doing two hours of work on a Saturday on 4th of July before we started recording. That, that's what happens when you're involved in the hustle, man. Hustle don't stop. The grind don't stop. So, Vince. Hello, day. hello. How are you feeling today? I'm all right. I'm, I can't complain. I never like to complain. Good for you. So, Vince, why don't you quickly tell where you're from ethnicity, age, whether or not, how many children you have, how old they are, all of that sort of stuff. All right. First thing I would like to say is hello to Mr. Clark. I've been hearing you guys for like a year now and I've never met you in person and I respect a lot of the things that you say. Wow. So that's, a, that's the first thing I wanted to get out there. You're welcome. Um, and thank you. Because not very many people respect what I got to say. So I appreciate it. My name is Vincent, 31 years old. I was born and raised in Harlem. Never been anywhere, or I've been places, but I never lived anywhere else. I've been living in the same building as David most of my life. Before that, I was living in another neighborhood, but I've been here for most of the time. I have a two-year-old daughter. Her name is Zoe, and I am a single father entirely. And wow. I don't, I don't want to say that and you know give the the wrong impression about her mother, but I'm doing 99.9. How many other nine percent you can do? So, oh. so Vince, you didn't start out like that. I remember you told me that you know there would be some days with her, some days with you. You had a schedule before. What was it before? So this is how it started. When she was born, she was born prematurely. She was right there in Harlem Hospital down the block, and me and her mother were not together but we were working on it together and that went on until she was about four months and when she was four months a lot of shit went down and when i say a lot of shit went down she had a mental breakdown and when that happened she ended up in the hospital and from that point up until now it was on me but when she came out the hospital she we was in court but part of that mental breakdown was because i had her with the papers we was in court and she was trying to get her visitation right so when i met david it was already at that point where my daughter was one well i want to say our daughter because she's not just my child our daughter was one and she would go with her probably overnight on a saturday and then you know come back the end of sunday something like that so when I met David, it was 
pretty much like that. We would have that schedule going on. But then as we progressed further into our court case and ACS got involved, they started doing some more background on her. And sooner than later, the visit stopped and we're working toward that visitation stuff to be finalized. But she she don't be seeing her really. There's no way around it. Right. No. So let's, let's rewind. Because yeah, we always ask the foundational question, how the fuck did you get here? With the best of intents, you and this other person, maybe not together, but you had this kid and now you're, you're, you're all doing this juggle with this kid in between. And, and you gave us a little bit of a preview. So I want to go a step back and go, well, how'd you guys meet? What was your situation when you met? So we met on a dating website. It's a dating app. It's called POF. I do not recommend that to nobody. Hey, that shit. Don't don't mess with POF. If you yeah. have any, if your screws are mostly screwed, then Yo. go on there. P no, P I don't advise it. I, I've heard multiple acronyms for POF, you know, potential of failure, plenty of freaks. Whenever people used to come to me and go, hey, Clark, you know, I'm looking to join a dating app. What should I do? What should I look at? And they go, yo, I'm looking at plenty of fish. I'm like, nah, son. Nah, that's that's like the bottom of the barrel. And I hate to generalize on a website and go, okay, you know, because you're going to get overlap in a lot of websites. But uh, when you mess with POF, it is usually, you know, just slim, horrible picking and a bunch of like spam bots on there too. It's, it's it's it really bad. Yeah, so this was back in 2015. Yeah. I was doing EMS at the time and um i came across our profile like you know how it goes and we started chatting it up and finally we got we met up i believe we, she was living in the yeah she was living in the bronx met up over there and we, we we hit it off like we was really cool and that's why before i get to the stuff that we're at now it was kind of surprising how it went that way because we had a really close bond we weren't just fooling around we weren't just going on dates we were a real couple but like other real couples you come across your bumps and a lot of the bumps that we came across, I don't want to sound like I'm perfect because I'm far from it, but it was some flaws that I had seen in her character that I tried to help with. So let's say she was going through something, I'd be like, hey, maybe this will help. Or then that wouldn't help. And then we would keep coming to the same place. She found a comfortable spot in her misery, if that makes sense. Absolutely does. And I could relate to that because I used to get down like that. But in my transformation as an individual, a lot of the people that I've come across in my life helped me get about that type of men mentality. And because I felt like, just like every other Joe, well, I couldn't do it. And then I did do it. And so if I could do it, then you could do it. That's just how I feel about everybody. I don't care who you are, where you from. If I could do it, you could do it, period. And that wasn't going on. So it just kept that kept being an issue and being an issue. And so I, my natural spirit was to break away from her. So, so let me just say real quick, right? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, right? That some people get stuck where they are, right? And it doesn't make them a bad person. You're just saying that she wasn't the right person for you. Doesn't mean exactly she's a bad person. That's just, it's not, just not for you. Right. That's just not for you. Right, right. I hope I'm not giving out that type no, no, of no, message. No. I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. Um, and let right. me ask something else, right? You said that, and I know I, I uh, Clark uh, sped up, I'm sorry, circled back for a second. But you said your baby, and then you changed it to our baby, right? So one of the challenges I'm having right now, or one of the things that I'm speaking up about right now, is the difference in what women are allowed to do versus what men are allowed to do. You will hear women all the time, especially saying that my baby, I took my baby, I took my baby. My child. My baby, my child, my child, my baby, 
right? And don't nobody correct them. You just said uh, my daughter and then changed it to our daughter. You know, I respect it, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it's okay to say your daughter. I think that's okay. Whether um, you guys are together, apart, whatever else it is, you know, I, I think there should be room for that. You know why I said it, though? I, it's two reasons. It's mostly because I've moved on from a place of anger with her uh -huh. to the point where I'm so comfortable or I'm just, I'm such in a good place that I, I respect her still. I got, I got a, I got a good amount of love in my heart for that woman, what? you know? So since that, I can say these, these things, or even though when we get to the, you know, the meat and potatoes of what's going on right now, I still don't, I don't have no animosity. A lot, I was, but a lot of that is behind me. And I'm glad that I've moved on from that. So it's easy for me to say something like, oh, our daughter. Even and make it inclusive because you feel right. inclusive despite whatever the situation is. And into, and the, you know, another sub reason is I couldn't have made the, the, the little lady without her. Right. You know? And then also, because I know you guys have a big female listening uh, audience, I don't want no women out there who are potentially listening <laughs> to think, who is this dude, and he don't know what he's talking about. Yo, you know? speak your truth, though. Speak your truth. That's okay, it. Speak your truth. So, look, um, you were saying she was in the hospital, she came out of the hospital. I'm sorry. You guys met on the uh, dating website, um, and, uh, you know, you were together. You saw some things that, you know, wasn't really jiving with you. But was she pregnant at that time? When did she get oh. pregnant? How long oh, did, she, did she get pregnant? If this was 2015 and your daughter is two now, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's like a three-year gap in there. Let's take one Man. year away for, for pregnancy. So there's a two-year gap in there. Two Man. years into this thing, you were still there and she got pregnant. Yeah, so make it two and a half years. Make it two and a half years. Oh! Make it two and a half years. Um, for two and a half years, me and her were like an on and off light bulb. We will be, we wouldn't speak because I was the one that drifted off from her. But then as a young man, I have my needs and the familiar. And you know, we will rendezvous and we will have a good time. And that went on for two and a half years. But it wasn't only that. We were still connecting. I still knew who she was. I, we spoke, we got, we, we were connecting. We were bonding. It wasn't a stranger that I laid down with. But you, you, you guys had a genuine friendship right. in addition to being sexually attracted to each other. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. She would show me that she had such a big heart. She listened. She cared. She went out her way for me. And then I made sure to reciprocate the energy. That's it. I'm, I feel like I'm a genuine dude. So I would never try to use anybody for anything, especially a woman for her body. So that went on for a while. And, you know, to be blatant, we did not use protection at no point in time. But then this is the twist. She was unable to get pregnant. Why? Because she had a condition. I can't remember it for the life of me. I can't remember this condition, but... It literally is something within the female anatomy that prevents them from receiving this, you know, these cells to reproduce into that. Or so you and thought. <laughs> Just and so I thought. But this is another reason why it was also true. I used to go with her to her gynecologist appointment. And they wanted to remove her uterus because the condition she has could potentially cause her cancer. Mm -hmm. 
And I used to be telling her, like, look, like, I, I want you to live a long, healthy life. But at the very same time, I'm one of those people that when I came in this world with, I want to leave with it out this world with. So I, I kind of discouraged that idea, not because I want her to, you know, have a fatal end, but, but I just didn't think that she should do it. She's about six years younger than I am. So at the time, she was 21. And I'm like, you're going to be 21? You're going to take that out? Like... Don't do that. Like, what they know, you know? But that's just because I was a little bit um, ignorant to the to the fact. Right. So, so you guys are... Raw dogging it. Raw dogging it. Off yeah. and on. Off and uh, on. When did yeah. you find out she was pregnant? Oh, man. Let's, let's get... Oh, my goodness. This is March 2018 now. <laughs> so... I got to double back just a little bit. In <laughs> December of 2017, I was trying to, you know, get involved with her. And she used to be telling me, yo, I'm sick. I'm very sick right now. I just thought that was the shit she wanted to say. So it could be like, no, we not doing, we not doing that. I don't and you said you're trying to get, get her. You were just like physically in December or you're like, yo, I'm trying to be with you and, and try to rebuild it. So yeah, it was physical. You know, I, I, I hope I'm not making myself sound like a dog. Listen, but, dude, I, 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 I'm asking the question just for clarification. I'm not passing the judgment because it is what it is. Nah, yo, I, I, I'm not ashamed of it. I just want, I'm, I'm thinking like the broader audience who may be hearing this. Maybe yeah. I, 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 Listen, the stuff they hear from me and David on a regular basis, you good. You good. You good. You good, you good son. So, yeah, December 17th, I was trying to get physical. She was like, yo, I'm sick, I'm sick. I'm like, all right, you always sick. We're fine. So, boom, from December 17th to March, I don't really recall talking to her that often, especially because I was working a lot and I was involved with other people as well. So, the beginning, the first week of March, she hits me up one day and she's like, yo, I got to talk to you. So, I'm like, what's up? And she's like, yo, I've been sick a long time, as you know, boom, boom, boom. I finally decided to go to the doctor. The doctors were telling me that um, I don't have pneumonia. I don't have this. They ran a lot of tests for her to check to see what was going on. And all of those things had came back negative. But then they said, let's give you a pregnancy test anyway. So she told them the same thing that I knew. Well, I can't get pregnant, but yo, let's do it. Not only did she turn out to be pregnant, according to them, but they said that they see a flutter of some sort going on, and they think that she's about 23 weeks pregnant. So when she told me that, I said, you know what? We're not even going to play around with this. That was a party of Monday or Tuesday she called so me with that. 23 divided by 4 is 8 times Seven, six times four is 24. She was six months pregnant. I think when I did the math, I think we conceived in September of 17. So from September, yeah, to that's, March, six, that's six that's months. about six months. She's but the funny thing was, yeah, yeah, you're right, because the expectancy date was supposed to be June of 18. So that would have made nine months. She didn't the, get a period for six months and didn't notice. We wasn't communicating. So I, I don't really know what was going on with, with that situation. He wasn't communicating. I was out there living my best life. I don't know what she was doing because we was off and on communicating. We was off yeah. and on. So like, she'll, she'll disappear for a couple of months. And then you're like, yo, I wonder what's going on with my... And you should have texted. You should have called. Like, hey, yeah, get up. Like, 
and she pushes and then, you off, and you're like, oh, I guess she don't just don't want to see me, and you continue doing what you was doing. Exactly. 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 Did you have any concern um, because it was six months later that you needed a paternity test or anything like that? It wasn't even a paternity test. I wanted to confirm that she was actually pregnant. So that same week in March, I remember it was a sat the following Saturday or the same week Saturday, and I said, "Yo, she has insurance." I said, "Let's go and create. Let's go get a sonogram. Let's go do that right now." So we went to the spot, and when we get there, they bring and mind you, the whole time I'm observing her. I'm looking at her physique. I want to see if I was blind to this, like yeah. you know. So we, she goes inside um, the room, and I'm out there looking through magazines. I'm like, this ain't gonna be nothing, like. And in my head, I made my mind up. I said, if this ain't nothing, you done. I'm all the way done. Like, I wish you the best and a prosperous life, but we will never speak to each other again because I've never had a pregnancy scare, and I don't play around with it when it comes to this. And so now, boom. She in there for like 25 minutes. I'm like, what is taking? Yo, I've never done this before. So why is this taking so long? Why? What's going on? And I'm like, I'm tripping. Let me stop tripping. I'm listening to music. I'm on Instagram. Now nah, I'm tripping. Finally, Mr. Sierra. I'm like, all right, go in the back. We inside of this dark room. She sprawled out on the table. There's a woman on like the little computer. Then there's another woman there that's like, I think for support, because she was just holding her. And we, I sit down and I'm looking at the screen and all I hear is, and I'm like, I still, I'm, 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 I'm trying to know, like, should I, like, am I bugging right now? What's going on? And so nobody's saying nothing. For like 10 more minutes, nobody's saying nothing. I'm looking at the girl. She's spinning the ball on the machine. She's hitting numbers. I'm like, what is she doing? Like, yo, nobody. I'm like, finally, I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, is there a baby in there? And all of them looked at me like I had three heads. Dude, you don't hear the heartbeat? But if you have never heard it, you don't know what it is. Yo, they got that shit on TV all the time. They do that shit on TV all the time. That is the most beautiful sound in the world. That that that, that sound on the sonogram. It sounds like the same thing. Is all I'm trying to say. But okay. <laughs> you said, "Is there a baby in there?" And they, they were like, "What the fuck is wrong with this motherfucker?" Did you ever think, because we were so off and on, off and on, that this baby? might not be my baby. Did that No. Happen? Good, good. I'm glad. No. Because not, if you see now, Clark, she looks just like him. It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, as soon as they looked at me, I didn't have no doubt in my mind. I didn't need to test the blood. I didn't want no DNA samples. And then, when it was all said and done in that room, and they printed out the sonogram sheet, it was a side profile view of the young lady. And we didn't yeah. even know the sex because in, in the footage, she had her legs crossed. So they couldn't tell the gender. So I'm thinking, like, and then, but when I see that, like, I know how I look, obviously. So when I seen the side profile shot of her sonogram and I seen that lip formation, I said, yo, this is real. This is my <laughs> So you say she was born premature. How premature? Like, she's six months now. How much longer was she still, um, you know, I understand she had some, you know, some uterary issues or whatever it is, but how much longer was she pregnant before, you know, she was ready to deliver? Three weeks. Three weeks later, she delivered. Three weeks later, man. You there? Wow, so you found out, and then three weeks later, boom, baby, in your head. And, and she didn't, she, she couldn't have, she couldn't vaginally deliver her because this is how it went down, too. It's, yo, 
This story got so many stories. Throughout that three weeks, you know, obviously, I was straight catering to her. I wanted to make sure she ate. I didn't want her to do anything out of the ordinary, you know, physical, strenuous activity. We, she didn't know she was pregnant either. And so because of that, she didn't take no prenatal. So a lot of things that were supposed to happen didn't happen up until this six-month point. Right. And so, you know, I obviously broke the news to my family. They was on board. Everybody's cool. And then I started to see her socially and emotionally disconnect more than I ever did. But I was just taking it like, all right, this is a big surprise for everybody, including her. Like, she got a baby inside of her. And so um, three weeks later, I remember one day she calls me and she said, yo, I went to the bathroom and I'm noticing that I have some spotting going on. And I'm thinking, all right, Google, like, this is what we got that for. I Google it. And it says earlier on in a pregnancy, maybe like the first couple of months, the spotting could be normal. But at six months, it didn't give me an answer to that, but it did not say that that should be normal. So then I was telling her, like, yo, what you think you should, like, I, I, I think this, but what do you think? And she's like, well, I don't know, like. What do you think? And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it like this. Come to Harlem Hospital. It's right by my house. We have a support system here. And if it's nothing, it's nothing. But if it's something, we don't figure it out. So she comes. And when we get to Harlem Hospital, they check her vitals. They said, listen, you have high blood pressure right now. That's that signs of preeclampsia. Which another is, I, I believe it's just a high blood pressure in pregnant women. And that's not so great because she has other medical history stuff. And so because of that, they said, we're going to keep you here overnight and monitor you. That was March 20th of 2018. March 21st. At 9 o'clock in the morning, right over here, I get a phone call from her. She's like, you need to come over here right now. They're talking about doing emergency C-section. I'm like, wait, what? Like, my head is spinning. I'm like, I'm just wrapping my head around the fact that you are with child. And now they want to take the baby out? I'm like, nah, hold on. I boom, fly over there saying like, yo, her vital signs have been up this entire time night and because of that we fear for child they said child can be in danger and it's our duty to save the child as much as we can so what we need to do is take that baby out today and then i was like oh my god so boom they prepped her for surgery they even told me straight up they said listen like you can't come in they said if everything is going okay you can come in if everything is not going okay you will not come inside here so all right cool about 15 minutes in her being inside the operating room, they told me, yo, scrub up, come inside. I felt like a doctor, right? <laughs> Whatever. I go inside there, she's on the table, half of her body, you won't, the lower half of her body, you don't see. The right. half of her body, she's like this, she's like some sacrificial looking thing going on. And they, it's this doctor doing this, everybody's roaming around, I'm hearing noises, but I'm trying not to get nervous. But I'm just thinking, like, just be positive, be positive. And I also teared up because in my head, I'm thinking, God forbid the worst. I hope that not only we don't lose our child, but I hope that she don't lose her life in the process. Because I know I understand how serious this can get. No matter how much modern medicine has come, shit can get real. Absolutely. And so, boom, we in there. She's she's anesthesized up, but she's still awake, I think. And, like, I'm trying to coach her and support her and tell her, like, yo, you're doing fine. Everything is cool. Boom, boom, boom. And then, again, I didn't know what we was having, a boy or girl. 
So finally, I forget how long we was into that room. The doctor comes out and she's the chief doctor. She's come to me and she's like, so she's this and she's that and she's this. And I'm like, why she keeps saying she when I'm looking right at her mom? Did see that? You didn't what? take the baby out? Nah, I didn't see that. Because that's on the other side of that's on the other side of the curtain. Oh, it's on the other side of the curtain. Yeah. Okay. But what I did do was the operating light that's above her is so bright. When I looked up, you could kind of see like a reflection like, going on. Yeah. Well, all I all I saw was insides, and I was like, this. I don't know about that, but and right. you didn't hear the baby crying when they pulled her out. I'm um, yeah. So, all right. So she, she, she. The first when they when they took her out, they said twelve twenty two, and I said twelve twenty two, and I don't hear nothing, and I'm like, I hope that's not coming. Nah. But then I'm, and then finally I heard. Ah, baby. It cry. takes a couple seconds. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. And then the doctor came over there. And she started saying she's this, she's that, she's this, and I couldn't understand why she was saying she. And then another blo- brick hit my head, and I was like. Oh, it's the girl. Yeah. And then finally, I put it all together, and I'm saying, yo, we have a girl. We have a girl. And I'm thinking, I- I'm grateful, boy or girl, but I'm thinking that'll be extra good for her because she's also a woman. So that would be something that she can connect more with. You know, even though they say, yo, daddy's a girl, which is very true. But I- I'm also a firm believer that how women, men can have a-, a bond because we're the same gender, so can women. How long before she she came out the hospital. So she said she was premature. She was in there for two months and 10 days. And uh, your son's, I mean, your daughter's mom, how long was she in the hospital before she came home? Um, I want to say roughly five days. And you both were going back and forth to visit, obviously, while she was uh, in, you know, prenatal or whatever it is you want to call it, right? And, and that is where the war began. Okay, let's start there. Why do you think that's where the war begins? I think at that point, it was so much for her to endure that I think that she mentally disconnected herself and emotionally disconnected herself. And I know they say, um, dang, what's the name of that? that postpartum? That, that's what I was going to add. Postpartum, yeah. I, and I, I think a lot of it was that as well. But then, I don't know, for me, I'm a no-nonsense kind of dude. And I'm not saying postpartum is nonsense, but I know this individual. I know her. And I feel like a lot of the things that she was feeling before we had a child, was this was the time she used to express this animosity or this anger that she felt for me in all of these years that we were just busy. And I used to be telling her, like, yo, look, like, if you don't want to mess with me in any kind of ways, fine. But guess what? I'm going to be here for our child. So you're going to have to see me. So you can be mad all you want, but you're going to have to see me. So so, and, so let me ask you a question, right? What was your family history? How did you grow up? Did you grow up with mom and dad in the house or, or what? I had both my parents in the house, but my mom did 95% of this work. Uh-huh. And, you know, I love my father as well. But my father was, look, I go to work, I pay the bills, and when I come home, I want the food ready. But, you know, he was still my father. He, he, you know, he was involved. But as I got older, a lot of, a lot of issues between the marital issues started to arise. And then that's when she got real in my household because my mother kept it straight funky with it, with me and my sister. It was, she didn't sugarcoat nothing. And I think a lot of it, she was hurt. She came from a place of hurt, and she was a little bit scorned. So collectively, me, my sister, and my mother was a trio, and my father was a little bit of an outsider. 
And the thing about it was, although since he was paying the bills, he really wanted my mother to get involved in the system. And I think that goes back to a lot of what you guys spoke about in a few other episodes. Although we had income over here, it was on the flip side of that, it's like we was living poor, you know? So we was inside of welfare offices. We had a roof over our head, clothes on our back and food on the table, but we went through a lot of struggling as well. And a lot of that struggle seemed to be just all on my mother's shoulders. So that made it seem kind of like, damn, like, you know, I'm not feeling you because of that shit. You know what I mean? But on the flip side, when it comes to her mother... Well, actually, before we jump to her family, what, what's the what's the national or ethnic background for your family? Um, We are primarily Puerto Rican. My father's full Puerto Rican. My mother is half Puerto Rican, but her mother is a Jew. Yeah. So we have some, we have some, some, a lot of splashing going on in there. Uh, you know, but I was raised as a Hispanic. So tell us about her family history now, her uh, grew up in, in ethnicity. This is, that, that's a, that's a complicated story, yo. Originally, she's from California. She grew up in a city, Chula Vista. She says she was adopted along with her other biological brothers and sisters because her actual birth parents was going through tough, tough times. So when she was actually born, the family she knew was her adopted family. So when we ended up in our situation now with our baby, I never met no brothers, no sisters. I never met the mother. I've met the, the adoptive father. He's very cool, laid-back, private guy. But that was the only support system she had. Just him. And he's of age. That man is in his 70s right now. So when this was going on two years ago with this baby, he was just like, okay. And he went over there to do what he wanted. What is her ethnicity? She told me she is Colombian mixed with Brazilian. She's got you know, a nice combination there. And, you know, gorgeous girl. Like, very, very beautiful girl. And that's why we have a beautiful daughter. Another thing, she can speak Spanish. And that's another... Thing I used to be telling her, look, I don't speak Spanish. Our daughter's going to be Colombian, Puerto Rican, this, that. She got a lot of Spanish in there. Teach her Spanish. Give her edge in life. Because if I speak Spanish, I'll be doing a whole lot more stuff. Shit to move me forward in life. So um, I don't want to run short on time before we get through everything. So I'm just going to speed us up just a little bit, all right? So the baby comes home to where? We brought the baby here to my home. And she would come stay with you. She was living with you. She was commuting back and forth. She was taking the baby back and forth. What? She was staying here with us for a small amount of time because she was on um, maternity leave from her job. And when that ended, she had to go to work. So I would watch the baby here. And then things started to get confrontational in here because my parents, the space in here, then just a lot of shit with me and her. And so finally the plan for the beginning was to go to her house because there's more space and privacy. So when things were getting too hectic here, I said, yo, let's go. We out. We went to her house. And that's when stuff got even more crazy. It just, every day was a problem, man. It just seems like she was so unhappy. And I would try so much to figure out what I should do and what I'm not doing and this and that. And it just kept going. And mind you, it was a hot summer. I didn't know anything about kids. I never did nothing with children before this baby. And it was a lot going on. And finally, when it reached the boiling point, it was like, yo, look, I'm out on you. I'm not out on a child, but I'm out on you. And because of that, I assumed our child would be in her custody majority of the time. Tell me why. I mean, just because of 
the standard, I guess. Standard, that's, that's the only reason I could say. It wasn't because I don't think that I was capable, but I figured also because she didn't make, oh, this is my baby. Like, you're not taking my baby from me. You know, that type of mentality, I guess. So that was the argument that you guys would have beforehand? What was, what was the disconnect? What were the arguments about? To her, it was all fake love. It was I was only doing this because of our daughter and not because I cared for her. It was about if it wasn't for the daughter, I wouldn't be as proactive with her that I am. And I'm like, yo, I could be one of them dudes that said F it and just dipped on you. I could be like that. Um, I don't want to be like that, but would you rather have that or would you rather have this? And it was, in that that was just never enough for her. It was still like, yo, nah, like she, I don't know. And, and truthfully, I think that deep down inside, she ain't really want to do this. Not that she don't love her daughter, but I don't think that she really wanted to do this. All right, so when, your, da when your daughter was born, she was what? How old was she? She was 23, 24? 23, yes. Yeah, so she's, oh. she's super young. Right. She's super young. So as so, young as you were, it's a transition for her because she's like, oh shit, I'm 23 and I'm somebody's mom. So, so what I just heard you say, not that you said it, was maybe part of the reason she ignored all the symptoms of being pregnant was because she didn't really want to be pregnant. I think so, man. I, I When I thought about this so many times, I think that it was a denial. And when even though it was becoming more real, it was, it was probably like, nah, I can't be pregnant. Not with this guy. Even though... Okay, stop right there. Stop right there now. We mean not with this guy. I see you out here all the time. Clark, look at him. He's a handsome guy, right? Right. He said, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thing, you know I'm a dude, I've got needs. I'm saying, but you ain't got to keep going there. He's a good-looking guy. He can go right. to the walls. Like, 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 factually, because we may or may not post video on this, depending. But, like, yo, women will hear this. Women will see you and be like, yo, wait, he's a single dad? What? And he look like that? It goes down in the DMs. Like, so, so <laughs> it's going to happen. Why are you saying she would think I would not be pregnant with this guy's baby? Why? Well, it, I don't think it's a look thing. I don't want to put you on the spot, and I don't want to back you up. You know, but I am required to challenge everybody that well, we talk. I'm pretty sure you've heard me say it before. If I yeah. don't challenge people, then nothing. The, the people will come back and say you ain't challenged them the way you challenged me. So, but why, dude? When I see you, you know, I see a guy who's out here. He's going to work. He's coming home from work. He's hanging with his family. He's taking care of his kid. You're an asset. I, man, how do I say this without making her sound bad? It's not about being. It's not about the physical look. It wasn't about not that I wasn't capable of doing the fatherly duties. It was because she felt such a disconnect emotionally from me. You know, I guess when she wanted me to be the knight in shining armor this entire time before our child, I wasn't him. You know, I wasn't a scumbag, but I wasn't the knight in shining armor. And now I just, I put on the shield and I grab the sword and I'm, carrying the child in my hand and I'm trying to pull her with me on the other arm and she's just like, no, nah, this ain't real. That stage. So, I think that's what it was. So, so Clark, can I get this down to you? <laughs> dude, it, 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 it sounds like, it sounds like a, a dude I know with freckles. <laughs> right. right. So, Clark said this all the time, right? And this is, you know, Clark's got a lot of sayings, but I really appreciate this, right? He said, Porn fucks it up for, 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 for men. And what's the other thing? And uh, Disney fucks it up for women. Disney fucks it up. So Pornhub fucks it up for men. Disney Plus fucks it up for women. Right. It gives them this perception 
that there's going to be this dude that comes in and saves you, and it's going to be fairy tale and all that other sort of stuff. And the truth of the matter is, you're probably going to end up with an arrogant, cocky, I, I don't understand what you want that bullshit for a motherfucker like me who pays the bills and takes you out to dinner and, you know, buys you a nice pair of shoes every now and then and gets your hair and your nails done every now and then. Right. So you end up with someone like me more than you end up with a motherfucker that comes through on the fucking horse and all that other sort of bullshit. See, but the crazy shit is even if a dude comes through with a horse, right? Like, I, 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 I used to say shit to my female friends all the time. I had a post about it like ages ago. I got I to gotta dig that up. I'll even like repost it this week. But it was like, yo, if you come across a knight in shining armor, that means he's never been tested. Like, if his armor is shiny and nice and new, that motherfucker ain't never been in a battle. He ain't never seen no shit. He ain't never had to step up to the forefront and protect. He ain't been in the front line. Right. He, he, he's in the background going, He's in the background playing the piccolo and shit and beating the drums. Fuck him. Real dudes who do real shit and involved with their kids, we got a little bit of edge to us. In the same way that real moms out there doing real shit and dealing with their kids, they got a little edge to them. Because you on the front lines of you dealing with shit. And the reality is, and it's difficult to accept, right? Because of that preconceived notion of, oh, you should have been a knight in shining armor, and you should have been in love with me, and you should have delivered in this way before we had a kid. It, and it's funny because I say this shit, David and I had this conversation in a previous episode about race relations, right? And it's like, to the point where like, do you drown and be mad because a motherfucker finally threw you a life preserver and go, oh, now you want to throw me a life preserver? You go, oh, yo, I'm stabilized now. Let's get back on the boat and let's fix some shit. Hey, right. I'm glad you said it just like that because so many times when we will have our riffs, I would be like, yo, like, can't you see what I'm doing right now? I'm here. Can't you, like, can't, like, I'm here for you and her. Like, what else am I supposed to do? What else am I supposed to do? Like, like, That's not enough. Right. Not Never enough. So, so hold on. So hold on. So hold on. Right. Because again, I don't want to run long and then we run out of time and we don't get all of this in. But I do want to circle back, Clark, I, like I told you, and Vince um, and Scotty, should it be all of us, to have a conversation about relationships and masculinity and... Um, and expectations? Absolutely. And expectations and gender roles. But um, we got to get through this. Vince, talk to us about the first time you guys ended up in court. How did you end up in court? First time we ended up in court, I was in court by myself. Cause she was still in the hospital. But the first time she joined me in court, this was already uh, a fight for custody. I wanted sole custody. Hold on now. Hold on. He's got a tattoo on his hand that says what? Oh, that's the time my daughter was born. 12-22. I know that because he said it earlier. Keep going. And so they gave me temporary custody before she came out of the hospital. But when she finally came out of the hospital and joined us in court, the judge... They chewed me up and spit me out. It was tough. Hold on now. They so wait. wait how, 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 go ahead, Clark. I think you're going to I was going to say, well, how did she end up in the hospital? So we went from y'all buttonheads to you going, yo, I'm done. And I went fast forwarding to you guys being in court. How did she end up in the hospital? Why was she hospitalized and for how long? I'm going to speed through this. I hit her with papers. She fell off the wagon. She tried. She had an attempt on her own life. She ended up in the hospital. I was with the baby. I had to go through all this other stuff to serve for new papers to go for the sole custody. Finally, when I did that, I was seeing a judge for a couple months. They said, here goes temporary custody. A couple months after that, she joined me in court. After that, they asked her if she wanted a lawyer. 
They pulled the lawyer out of the closet. They asked me how much money I made. I told them. They said, you can't get no free lawyer. And then after that, the judge and lawyer, all of them just chewed me up and spit me out. I broke down into tears. I was crying like a little baby because they wanted to give her visitations, which is not that I didn't mind that, but the reason she ended up in the hospital had me shook. So I was afraid to have her alone with the baby. Right. And they did not care about that. So finally, they gave her the visitations, and then on next court day, I straight up lied. I'm like, yo, I don't make no money. They was just like, oh, do you want a lawyer? I said, sure thing. Gave me a lawyer, and then we was battling from that point on for the sole custody, which I was awarded sole physical and legal custody since June of 2019. And now we just been in court for her to get final order of visitation but it's a lot more mess behind that too and a lot of that has to do with the fact she's got some yeah, emotional she, issues going on she had she diagnosed with a, a lifelong mental condition okay and was she diagnosed prior to you guys being together or um did this come out as a result of what was going down that you were splitting i think she i think she always had it but but this is what made it come to papers Right, which which usually, which usually happens. Like people will walk around, especially like in our communities. Like we'll walk around with with undiagnosed traumas and just like, oh well, you know, oh, that motherfucker crazy, or right. they got an attitude, mm -hmm. and we'll 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 do the diagnostic until some shit like this goes down, and you're forced to do the diagnostic. Word, and and that that's opened my eyes to really observe people that I always knew and be like, yo, you got some shit, like yeah, you walk around with either a chemical imbalance or a lot of pain or a combination thereof, and you're trying to make right right side of this shit and then for you as a dad right you're trying to build a family with her you're trying to you know co-parent with her and you're also trying to protect your daughter exactly. while, that's while, the toughest thing while ultimately hoping the best for her because it's not like you have any animosity you're like yo i hate her whatever the hell you just like yo i want you to get help and i don't think that she can understand what you just said i don't think she can understand and, and even if she does i don't think she wants to understand it you know it, it, it's wild because like i've had the conversation about dealing with somebody who has mental mental illness you know or like you know depression anxiety or any number of, of, of potential conditions and having friends and family that you know have conditions i describe it as like having a conversation with somebody who's walking around with a three foot fog around their head so they can't see what's outside in the way that you and i see it and sometimes that fog lifts and you will sit there you will have the most clear and lucid conversation with, and you're like oh shit like this is the person i bang with this is the person that i love this is the person that like i feel i form that connection with. and they get what you're saying they appreciate what you're saying and they understand the place that you're coming from and then that fog comes back around and you're back fighting that same battle and it's a constant loop. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is that uh, they tore you to shreds. Yeah, they tore me up, man. Um, the podcast last night, and I want to get, um, I'm going to circle up to, to where I'm going, but give us an example of what you mean when you say they tore you to shreds. They didn't want to hear what I had to say. It was only about giving her what she wanted. The baby needs to be with the mother anyway, so boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yo, wait. Somebody in the court said that, or his lawyer said that? Her lawyer said that. Her lawyer said that. Yeah. And anyway, based on what? Because what? Because she's a woman. And, and I said. So, so I want to. So, so. No, but it's okay to say it. It's okay to say that. Because you said something about that earlier, right? And I want to. And, and I'm trying to raise awareness to this societal thing is that there is a natural assumption that the child is going to be with a mom. That is a natural assumption from moms. That is a natural assumption from dads. That is a natural assumption from grandmas, granddad, judges, lawyers, jurists, the clerk down at the office who takes the paperwork. That is just a natural assumption today that a child is either with or should automatically be with the mother 
as the primary caretaker and that the father as the payer or the person who should be paying the bills. So I'm on the phone. Um, I'm on. on I'm on a, a podcast, our sister podcast, last night. You know, a woman, uh, uh, one of the listeners, messaged up because I said that men go through difficult times in court just as much as women do, right? And I don't think she quite understood the point that I was trying to make. Yes, by far there are way more women who are the primary caretakers of children, and then there are plenty of men who are getting away with murder by not paying their fair share of child support or whatever else. That's fair. But if you take all of the men who are the primary caretakers of their children or even have half or a, a co-parent and you look at the other side of it and say, okay, what percentage of women are getting away with murder, not paying their fair share or whatever else it is? I or weaponizing the kids against the father. Or yeah, yeah. In, in, weaponizing in, the kids against the father. I believe that those percentages are exactly the same. I don't think the numbers are the same because, you know, the, the aggregate numbers are the same because there's just more women taking care of kids than there are men. But I think the percentage of women taking care of the kids and getting a raw deal and the percentage of men taking care of kids getting a raw deal is, is going to be... It's absolutely the same. My nephew's going through it right now up in uh, White Plains. He's got two kids from this woman and she ain't paid a dime in who knows how long. Um, and I know, you know, 10 other people who are going through the same thing that I'm connected to. So... Including me. Vince, that's what I want to... So that's the pivot. What was your experience or what has been your experience with respect to child support? Oh, man. When she first came out of the hospital, she had offered to send me some money. And I was leery about it because we was actively in court and I'm so leery with stuff, I want to accept the money and they work against me. So... I took a little bit, and then from that point on, that was December of 18, all the way until current day, 2020, she's probably sent me money on five different occasions, and it would well, probably be like... Well, money on five different occasions, if somebody sent me a million dollars five times, I'm good with that. Are you talking about a million dollars on five nah, different occasions? Was, Did you get half a million dollars on five different occasions? I would say I got a total of 1000 A total of $1,000. In the two years that your daughter has basically, you've been a primary caretaker. Yeah. And we argued about money one time because one time I pitched the idea that I said, listen, it's getting a little bit tough for me. Do you mind if we worked out some small agreement where not every week or maybe every other week, if you could just send like a hundred bucks just so I can like get some small things for her. And she was like, all right, I can't do it this week, but yeah. I'll do it the next week. I'm like, all right, fine. Next week came, and then I didn't want I didn't want to say nothing about it because I'm such a dude that I don't like asking for anything, especially right. money. So I took it's like, it fuck it, I'm gonna drop it out. I got it. so I'll figure. So it. Then I took it took a lot of nerve because I was like, hey, look, like you know, remember we spoke about this, and she was just like, yeah, well, I can't do it this week. So then I got upset. I was like, yo, you said. I, we spoke on this. We said that you could do it like this. Boom, 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 boom. Like, now you can't. Oh, well, I got to pay. I got to pay my rent. I'm like, I got other shit to pay, too. And she's still living right now. We got to do this. I still got to do that for her. Just because you got to pay rent don't mean that hush needs to stop. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, and that was the last time I asked her for any money, man. I said I was, I didn't do it. And then so the other side of this, right, that I hear a lot from women. I know it's not popular, but I'm okay saying it, is that, well, um, women been going through it and dealing with it and doing it for so long. 
It's about time some men are feeling the same pain that women have been feeling. Listen, I don't know how I feel about that argument. Because the other side of that argument is, oh, I don't care if she has a place to live, and I don't care what her situation is. I need money, so I'm going to take it to court, right? Which you, you didn't take that step. I, I care that the girl needs to survive and live and, and sleep somewhere. But the time I asked her for money since the last time we got some money for our child together was well over a year. So what if I was homeless? What if I was hungry? What if I couldn't get some stuff to like basic travel or however so I can earn some money so I can feed our daughter and clothe her and anything else that she needs? What about that? That that don't mean nothing to you? Yeah, I'm sorry that for generations men have walked out on women. I'm not saying that that's, that that's okay. And now that on the flip side, some men are going through it, that don't make anybody even. That don't make shit even. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, I, it's a lot. It's, I don't want to upset no feelings on that. It's just a lot, yo. Dude, you, 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 you carrying a lot of weight in the same way that a lot of, a lot of our single female listeners are carrying a lot of weight. And you deserve some help, you know. And, and, and more importantly, over money, the, the shit that really gets to me is when she gets bigger and bigger, she's already calling my mother her mom. And I always got to, like, say it to her grandma. That's grandma. Because I want her to know who her mother is. That's right. another reason why I don't even date like that. Because a lot of the females that I've come across that I was dating while my daughter was an infant up until two years old, they already in the past now. Because they were trying to assume that role, and I was already putting them in the box that you are not her mother. I want her to know who her mother is, not so that she can be salty, but because she needs to know who her mom is. And I, I feel you. I mean, like, David and I have had this conversation from my standpoint very often, too. Like, my kids have a mom. And I also think, from my perspective, it's always been being a single dad is really attractive to women until they realize what it means for you to be an active and involved single dad. So it's like, oh, yeah, yo, that's cool. Wait, what do you mean you don't got time for me? What do you mean you can't come and do this shit that I want you to come to? Like, my kids come first. You know, I have been invited to events, a party, or just I want to go get a drink or just want to go walk in the park. And I'm like, I, I want to do it, but I got my, my daughter here, so I can't even enjoy this in that way because it looks like this now instead of it just being that. And on the other side of it, when she, when my daughter used to be with her mother for the overnights and everything like that, I don't really care what her mother does in her personal life, but I am super opinionated about any male I do not know being around my daughter. I will end up in life in prison and not, that sounds ignorant, maybe drastic or whatever, but I, I just don't tolerate. I don't tolerate so, that. So, I, so I, I'm going to challenge you here, right? Is your issue with that genuine? Do you feel like she doesn't have a good judgment about the men that she's around or is it because you want your daughter to recognize you as the man in her life? Which is? It's the first one. Because I know she recognizes me as the man in her life. That's what I was shadow of a doubt. But I'm just off of the history of my daughter's mother. I hate the term baby mother. I gotta say that. My I daughter's mother. I use it all the time. It's okay. <laughs> my daughter's mother has a history of choosing the wrong men. And that sounds, that sounds like a backlash to me because she chose mine. Yeah. But, yeah, she chose a, dude, a good dude for you. But you know what it is? She, when when we were just going through our up and down phases before we had our child, she she dated a little bit outside of me, and she expressed it to me. And you know what? I was so comfortable. 
I was our bond was so genuine that she was able to tell me that, and it didn't stir up these emotions inside of me. But when she told me these things about these two different individuals that she had dated, it went south in a very terrible way. Right. It went south, south. And I was just like, damn, like. And then when we was in court, and then we had ACS involved, and ACS came and told me, she was like, yeah, she has a boyfriend that lives with her. And I was like, huh? And I was like, oh, it's based off of uh, her history of other men outside of me, and now she has a new fellow who may be the greatest dude in the world, but I don't know that. And I'm going off of what I did know, and I'm going over, I need to protect my daughter it's a lot of sickos in the I, I, So world, I yo. definitely think that's fair. I agree with you there. If she's just dating somebody, that's one thing. But if she's absolutely living with somebody, that's a completely different thing. And you are owed the respect to be in, to being introduced to that. And, uh, and that wasn't even brought up. So like you didn't, you and her haven't had a conversation about her having somebody living in the house where your daughter's going to be visiting. It was brought up by ACS. No, she don't think that I, that's none of my business. And it's like, oh, all right, cool. So since it's none of my business, when we come to court and they are asking me, because although there's a judge now, but since I was awarded this full custody, if I say no, that shit means no. So they, they want to get a final order of visitation, but we jump it through loopholes because I have to keep bringing up the question of her mental state. Even though I think she's come to a place where she's better now to sustain herself, but I know for her to be happy, I feel like she has to have a significant other in her life. So therefore, if she gets the awarded the final order of custody, uh, visitation, that means my daughter's going to be around some dude potentially, and I don't like that. So, so the idea is that she, like, like a lot of people, she's measuring herself by having somebody next to her. That's how I feel. So is she is she is she currently getting therapy or is she medicated or do you know any of that? From the last time we um, that was mentioned in court, supposedly she sees a therapist. Supposedly she has she takes medication. Yeah, looky yeah, at the little one. Hey, Look, say hi, say hello. You want to say hi? This this is the, the young lady, the star of the show. Oh wow! And so um, that, yeah, as far as I know, she's she's in, uh, on top of her her health. But that I I only know but so much of that information. You know the HIPAA laws, and on yeah. top of that, she just she she'll be the first to say like it's none of your business. So um, we're gonna wind down now, right, uh, Vince? Uh, is there anything that you would like? To say to people any closing statement that you'd like to make or something you want people to know about you or anything like that the the main thing i would like to express is i shout out to her mom her mom is a beautiful person regardless of the things that we've gone through over our daughter the memories i build with her she's still a decent person i just think that a wrench was thrown at her and myself when it came to this and it caused a lot of confusion but I don't want people out there to think that she's a bad person. She's not bad. She's not a bad person. It's just it wasn't the time for this, you know. Right. But we we had no choice. We had to we had to do what we had to do because the situation was real, and that's our fault, you know. We knew what we was doing. At least I knew I was I was doing. You know what I'm saying? But you know that's all I gotta say. Uh, the last thing I'll say, Vince, that I want to thank you. We appreciate you. We honor you, and I always have a special place in my heart for guys that are raising girls. I've always wanted a girl. I've always wanted to raise a queen, but um, you guys that are actually going through it and doing it, uh, I tip my hat to you. Thank you very much.
Vince. Thank right, you for man. joining us. Okay. Yo, wait, hold on. Where can, where can people find you? Do you want people to find you online and where can they find you? I got an Instagram. It's called at Palestinian V. That's V with two E's. I'm not really Palestinian, but <laughs> I just thought it was a cool name. I don't know why I thought that. But yeah, it's a private account, but if you follow me, I follow back. Thanks for having me, guys. Yo, thank, thanks block. for sharing, brother. I'm see you on the block. I'm going to definitely see you. Tell Miles I said what's up. All right. Thank you. All right. All right, man. One. All right. Listen. And you thought you had it bad. Well, I, I say like this. Straight up, I say this every episode. There's so much to unpack here. Full action. Yo, ladies, gentlemen, and consenting adults, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Single Dad Why You Mad podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Make sure that you are following us on all the podcast formats. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Stitcher, we are on SoundCloud, we are on everywhere that you can find a podcast. Also, make sure to follow us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, uh, single Dad, why you mad? Single Dad, why you mad? Single Dad, why you mad? Single Dad, why are you mad? Single Dad, why 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 you mad?